This podcast is proudly part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more Kaiju and Tokusatsu goodness, go to kaijuramenmedia.com. Him? Shin! Standing by. Complete. Heroes of the Internet. I'm Travis. And I'm Nathan. And we are the Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures. In this installment, we'll be discussing Kamen Rider episodes 62 and 63. Monsters Hedge Hazurus's Killer Skull Plan Kaijin Harin Hazurus Satsuchin Dokuro Satsuken There are several bizarre murders near the Tachibana Racing Club and the culprit is quickly revealed to be Shocker's newest Kaijin Hedge Hazurus After newly killing Team Rider with explosive spikes Shocker sends him to find a shipment of a flesh-eating virus to replenish the ones he tested on his victims now, Taki and Kamen Rider fight to save the seaside town where the safe containing the virus floated ashore. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. <laughs> Gotta go faster, faster. Let's <laughs> <That's> faster. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of a completely I was thinking of a completely different theme song, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of the the 90 Saturday morning show because that's the one Uh, I watched. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I never watched that one for some reason. I just uh, that one was never. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, I watched Sonic X when I was a teenager. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) It's Sonic. It's scenic. It's scenic. Scenic. It's only the most obvious joke to make. That and the hedgehog principle. You know about the hedgehog principle? Is that a hedgehog who runs a school for delinquent woodland creatures? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is the uh, the idea that the closer that you get to people, the more you hurt them. Oh, uh, okay. Because okay. I like mine better. Yes, I know. It's less depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a spiky guy today uh, on on Common Writer. I have a couple I, of them, actually. We got a couple of them. I am only going to call this guy Sonic the Hedgehog because I'm not going to try to say the monster's name. And I don't really care to remember it. So he is Sonic the Hedgehog from now on. okay (laughs) be it known (laughs) (laughs) and he we open with an attack against a young couple 1950s (sighs) b b sci-fi movie style (laughs) Uh, this is every horror movie ever (laughs) yeah yeah They all start with young couple gets murdered. Yeah, I will say, though, the scene where he goes to kill the woman is and and when he kills her, it's off screen and you just hear her screaming just off screen. And that actually kind of makes a bit more horrific than what it actually, you know, looked like when he killed the, the first guy. Oh, the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then we get more Halloween store skeletons because why not? <laughs> hey, it's better than the paper mache ones that they were using before. This is true. Uh, and then we find out through the the power of the narrator that he has a flesh eating virus in his spikes. All righty. But, but only enough for four people, apparently. Yeah, is it just me or does the body count in this first episode seem really high? <laughs> it is. It is very high. I noticed that too of like there's a lot of people just dropping. Yeah. 
I mean, inside of the first two minutes, I think we had four murders. I mean, that's got to be a record somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like we said, he only has enough of this this virus to kill these two these four people that he started with. Now, when he doesn't have the virus in his spikes, they still explode. So I'm wondering. <laughs> Do you really need the flesh-eating virus? These things seem to be pretty deadly, even without that. Yeah, I was going to say, they they can make people blow up. Do you really? Do you really? Do you really? Yes, you really. Got it. Yep. Yep. But then we yeah. cut to Tachibana asleep in the racing club. And we get not one, not our normal Goro, but three common Kennies who I have named Huey, Dewey, and Louie. <laughs> you mean three besides Goro? Well, no, I guess Goro was one of them. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't. I don't know what's going on with these two episodes, but these like random kids that we haven't seen in any other episodes started showing up and they just started hanging around. And I'm like, wait, who are you again? Like, it was bad enough. I'm like, I know who Goro is now, but now there's more? <laughs> They're multiplying. Oh, no! Yeah, we also find out that, according to the kids, Tachibana is cute when he's sleeping. That was <laughs> just a weird line. Okay, sure. <laughs> but we also find out that Tachibana mentors in his sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> Hongo, go! go <laughs> you have the most boring dream life if all you do is dream about going to work yep just coaching <laughs> coaching yeah <laughs> you might be a little consumed by your job but then we get quite possibly one of the best scenes in these two episodes because the, the return. deadly disco lighting has returned yes yes the return of the disco lighting, the deadly disco lighting. I was waiting. I was like, oh, man, Nathan's going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah, it's one of my favorite things in this show is the deadly disco lighting. But I have to admit that uh, we'll talk about it a bit more in the awards. Spoiler warning. But this scene. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So I like so, this one. We find out that the needles of this hedgehog monster, Sonic the Hedgehog, have been flying around the city and just randomly attacking people and stuff. Like I thought it was like, oh, they're actually targeting the Tachibana Racing Club because they know the Kamen Rider's there. It's like, nope, they're just randomly attacking everyone in the city. Okay. <laughs> if he can do that, I'm pretty sure he's a little OP. I'm just saying. <laughs> And why do you need the, the virus and everything else? If he can just crank these spikes out and shoot them like people think porcupines can do. Spoiler warning, porcupines can't do that. They just stick people so fast they seem to fly. Yeah, I, I just this this monster, I just it makes me question why are they spending so much time looking and wanting to add this flesh-eating virus because this this guy seems pretty deadly without it <laughs> i'm just saying if you got a monster that can just spit these out and send them to attack people i i don't think you need much of anything else i'm just saying <laughs> yeah apparently yeah. he has telekinetic controls and this never comes back later no it this never happens again later in the episode it's so weird and it would have been for the best if they had not focused on this killer virus because calling in this like shipment of killer virus from the Amazon, it, the plane that was carrying it crash lands. And then shocker has to go and find the box of this, of the field with this deadly thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. And then we get to a part where I'm like, I wish I had shipwrecks to play in when I was a kid. I know that looks <laughs> like so much fun. Also looks very dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I had the disadvantage of living in a landlocked state. Unless well, you count the I, Great Lakes. Oh, uh, there's a lot of shipwrecks in the Great Lakes. This is true. 
but they don't typically wash up on shore. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I live in a coastal town, so I live, you know, right here on the coast. But all of our shipwrecks are out in the water, not up on the beach. So, yeah. yeah. Although before that, we we also got to see another one of our favorite quirks in this show, and that being bad guys riding in normal cars. <laughs> I love it. They were just driving a normal, just plain like moving van. <laughs> Although then we found out that it had a smoke screen. <laughs> yeah, we also get another thing that is a return of something that we really love. The box that the killer virus is in is labeled with the shocker symbol. Because of course. And this kid never figured it out. <laughs> nope. It might be treasure. <laughs> I found buried treasure. I'm the other common Kenny this episode. Yay! There's a bunch of common Kennys in this episode. Yeah, there is. Although I feel like they're utilized a bit better this time around compared to others. Well, I mean, a bunch of them are just used as hostages. Yeah, but that happens all the time. <laughs> True. I mean, c- come on. How many times has Goro been a hostage? Yeah, true, true. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Although, I'm glad Taki finally caught up with me. He finally called the bad guys shocker goons. (laughs) About dang time, Taki. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man we talked about the body count in this and when when shocker gets to the coastal town where the plane wrecked although we never see the plane wreckage because that would have been too expensive of a prop to see um but sonic the hedgehog here he takes out a couple of the villagers just willy-nilly so many murders in this. and this is a kid's show look at all the murders <laughs> Yep, so much. (laughs) (laughs) So much murder. (laughs) But, of course, Hongo and Taki are not too far behind Shocker getting to the town, and they arrive, and they start looking for the box that contains this thing that they're looking for, and they meet this nice old man on the beach who says, Oh, I know what you're looking for. That thing was really creepy. So I hid it inside the boathouse. Come, come, I'll show you. And so they go inside. Is he an old man or a weird country bumpkin? (laughs) I mean, you can be both. (laughs) It's like that. It's like that meme. (laughs) Why not both? (laughs) Why not both? Both. Both is good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so they follow this stranger into a an old shack. Never a good idea. <laughs> All the while when they're in that scene leading up to that, when I, I, it, I was just paying attention to the beach ambiance that that's playing and all I kept thinking is, why do the seagulls sound like shocker goons? Are the seagulls shocker goons? <laughs> this is the perfect disguise hide at the beach make your funny noises and everyone thinks you're a bunch of seagulls it's brilliant (laughs) (laughs) yeah so when 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 Taki and, and uh, Hongo get inside this old man's shack. Then it's suddenly revealed he's not an old man or, or a country bumpkin. He is actually the kaijin all along. <laughs> so instead of Agatha, it was the kaijin all along? It was the kaijin. It was Sonic It was the along. kaijin all along. <laughs> <laughs> and i love that i love that come he on you would he, think at this point these two would just learn to not trust anyone <laughs> when they're going right. to investigate shocker because exactly. every kaijin is a master of disguise somehow so why not just just assume everyone who talks to you is secretly shocker 
<laughs> just, just some they're either like, the kaijin in disguise, a shocker goon in disguise, or mind control. Because mind control is something that shocker never gets enough of. Nope, nope, they don't. I just, I'm just picturing someone coming up, just coming right around. I'm your biggest fan. Hiya! <laughs> <laughs> Get back, shocker! Ride the, uh, ride the punch! Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> you really just wanted an autograph? Oh yes, but I'll take the black eye. It's just oh, as good. <laughs> I love that when when Sonic the Hedgehog when he transforms from his human form, he does it to the camera. Like you see the guy, the old man or whatever, look at the <laughs> camera and that. smile and just, and then transform. <laughs> it's like, hello audience. You know who I really am. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then of course, in true Dudley do right style fashion, the whole building <laughs> blows up. That they okay, were I, I have to say, I'm glad they, they at least called this out because I thought, really? You're going to trap these guys in an old shack? This is not going to stop Honko, okay? Even Taki's like, okay, what are they putting us in a shack for? I can get out of this. And then they started impaling it with spikes. I'm like, okay, I, I, yep. that makes sense now. Good job. Yep. Good job. But I have one very important question for you. Travis, you're going to have to Stanley no prize this for me. How'd they get out? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I like I was because expecting... that, that commercial break was brilliant with the spikes yes, coming in. And then Hong and then Hongo just tells Taki, hold on to me. I thought he was going to you know jump really high and go through the roof or something. All right. But then the shack just explodes and we go to the commercial break. I'm like, ooh, that's a good commercial break. And then we get back and it's just, ha we're alive. I'm like, yeah, you yep. didn't pay that off show. <laughs> yep. Do, do you remember in uh, The Emperor's New Groove, there's a moment in that movie where they're like, how did you get here? And they're like, ha, ha, ha. Well, well, how did we get here, Crunk? And then Crunk pulls out the map and he's like, I don't know. It doesn't really seem to make much sense. <laughs> it's, <just> like, <laughs> it's like, that's what I was expecting them to do kind of in this is like, how did you get here? Uh, we don't even know. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, just something simple like, you know, how did you get out of the shack? Could have just been like, well, wouldn't you like to know? And then just move on. Right. No, they just don't even address it. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Congratulations, fellas. <laughs> I will say, though, for this episode, just like an episode that we talked about last week, the pyrotechnics team is really the stars because, my goodness, the pyrotechnics and the explosion and everything for that shack, it looked fantastic. Yep. Uh, that's where all that sweet, sweet money's going. <laughs> yep. That's why they couldn't afford to create the plane crash scene or the prop because they put all the money into the explosion. <laughs> Can you imagine filling out your expense report and you just write down fireworks, fireworks. lots of fireworks, <laughs> explosions, <laughs> explosions. <laughs> uh, and then this kid learns our common Kenny who found the box, the deadly box, learns a very valuable lesson in life. Mm -hmm. He's yep. going to be telling his kids and his grandkids this. Whatever you do, never trust the bad guys. Nope. <laughs> never trust the bad guys. Well, before that, before they even get to that part, we get you know, a fight between Taki and Kamen Rider and the goons and the, the Kaijin, Sonic the Hedgehog, and... Sonic the Hedgehog grabs the children from the village all tied up and uses them as as hostages to keep Ryder and Taki from getting to them. And there's a moment where Taki says, says using children as shields, that's cheating, shocker. And it's like, they're the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> Did you expect them to play by the rules? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is shocker we're talking about here. Some and bad guys have rules. Shocker does not. Unless nope. it's, haha, our rule is when we're about to kill Common Rider, we don't. Speaking of which, instead of like 
just exploding them right there or killing them right there. They lead them over to a cliff and then they decide that's where we're going to kill you is on the edge of this cliff where you can jump off and escape. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're smart and we'll take over the world. Of course. But when when Ryder and Taki jump off the cliff, they're like, well, not even Ryder could have survived that fall. It's like, have you seen this show? (laughs) (laughs) He just survived an explosion. (laughs) Just guys, just guys. (sighs) Oh, well, but then we find out that uh, Sonic uh, Sonic is one of the Kaijin who can. Join the I Survive the Rider Kick Club. Yeah, the Rider Kick doesn't work. <laughs> yep. That's how you know you have a legit Kaijin when he can survive the Rider Kick. But then he gets beaten by a, one of our other favorite things about the show, a new Rider move that's pulled out of nothing. I think we've seen the Rider Lightning Kick before. I think the Rider Lightning Kick I don't kick remember was it. Wasn't the Rider Lightning Kick You've the one that he had? have seen other variations of the of the Rider Kick, but not this one. I thought this was the one that he used against the soccer playing Lizard Lawn. I thought this was the one that he did against that one because the right, normal Rider Kick wouldn't work. I think that was called something else, actually, but I could be wrong. Hmm. I'd have to dig up our old notes. Uh, listeners, email in and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I'm pretty us. sure. I'm pretty sure that it was called the Rider Lightning Kick, but it has been a while since that episode. It has. But you know, some there's some common Rider fan out there that's just compiled a full move list. Oh yeah, for Hongo and Hayato, oh, yeah. for that matter. Yeah, I really liked this episode. I think this episode was a lot of fun. I did have a major problem with this episode, though. What's that? And that was. So much of it was telling us stuff that happened off screen, one of which I will I will talk about in my awards. But, you know, the the plane crash, there's a few other things that they mention happening off screen, but not actually showing us. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's not it's not just this episode. The next episode does it, too. There's a lot of tell don't show. Yeah. They're like, yeah, this is what happened. Well, that would have been really awesome to see. <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, it would have been, but okay. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. but what we did get was really cool. One of the things I did really enjoy about this, and I've been mentioning it for a few weeks now, is the fun camera work that they're doing. Like the, the, They're doing interesting things with the camera. And this is the first time that I remember seeing this in the show so far, but we actually get POV shots from the goons as Kamen Rider is punching them and kicking them. It will cut to Kamen Rider punching right at the camera. And then cut back to the goon falling down as if he's been punched. So it's like, that's really cool. And I like that. I, mm-hmm. I, I say I've been, I'm kind of like a broken record because I'm saying it over and over again each week. But I really like that every week they seem to be doing something different with their camera work and their and their cinematography. And I just think that's really cool for a show that's already been going for 60 something episodes that they can still do something different week to week. I would agree with you there. I, I, I kind of regret not uh, writing that down in my notes, to be honest, but uh, it's been a day, yeah. <laughs> to say yeah. the least. But shall we move on to the next episode? Yes, we shall. Transition! The monstrous Rhino Gang's deadly auto race, Kaijin Saikyungu Chi no Oto Resu. Hongo's friend Katsumaru is kidnapped by Dr. Shinigami and programmed to lead Hongo into a trap. The motorcycle riding Rhino Gang spearheads the assassination operation. Will Katsumaru be freed so he can use his race winnings to help his little brother get surgery for his paralyzed legs? Travis, an episode of Common Rider centered around auto racing? You don't say! Say it isn't so! Oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> Just insert Owen Wilson saying, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Seriously, why doesn't this happen more often? I mean, it's only a, a, ten, a, a pillar of the character, but okay. <laughs> I did find it kind of funny that Taki is also racing because I'm like, Taki, <laughs> don't you have a day job? What What do you do? <laughs> no, at the FBI. <laughs> haven't you? Did you forget that ever since Hongo came back, he's uh, uh, Taki is subtly a motorcyclist. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> just, just like. Taki, don't you have a day job? <laughs> he, he forgets about a lot of things, like his wife. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean that's be it is being kind of hard on. I mean, this like motorcycling can be a hobby, and this uh, could just be a thing he's doing for fun on the side of his FBI. Uh, yeah, it's it's still, but it's still just kind of weird. Well, because now everyone's into motorcycling, but for what I understand, motorcycles were becoming very popular at the time in Japan. Yeah, yeah, and there were reasons for that. Mm-hmm, for sure. But you know what else is kind of exciting? Dr. Shinigami is back for two minutes. Oh, but he was good. He was good. I love, I just <laughs> love seeing Dr. Shinigami. Just anytime he comes back. I mean, come on. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And he's upgraded. Apparently he's upped his game because now he's using three candles. Ooh, ooh, look into my eyes. I have three candles that I am spinning around. You will get Congo killed. Ooh. Gosh. Yes. I mean, of course, Dr. Shinigami is back, so we have to have brainwashing. <laughs> oh, brainwashing and eye control. Like, oh, we had a nice stretch of episodes without that. Yeah, we did. Uh, but... And now I'm also thinking back to, what was it, like episode three, when another one of Hongo's friends got turned evil by Shocker, except this time he's like, I actually want to be a kaijin. <laughs> right, yeah. No, in episode three, yeah, he voluntarily became, uh, it was Scorpion, the Scorpion Man. The Scorpion that... Man, yes. Yeah. Uh, Hongo, you might want to choose your friends a little bit better. <laughs> But this guy, it wasn't his fault. This guy was no. just picked. But I, you know, I, I've made fun of Shocker's plans a lot lately. This plan, I actually think, was pretty smart. I think that taking, you know, they like the whole plan is just kill Hongo. That is, that is the entire plan. It's not taking over the world. It's not trying to poison <laughs> the water. It's just kill Hongo, and they're going to do it. And so instead of just having a kaijin do it they also have the kaijin but they also have a they brainwashed a friend and competitor who was racing alongside hongo to also help them in that so i thought that i thought this plan was actually good yeah now what do you think of rhino gang which sounds like it should be the name of a group but okay <laughs> I like him. I think that the suit looks good. I think he's a cool villain. I mean, he's one of the few kaijin, like the fight common rider who actually rides a motorcycle himself, which is weird that yes. we don't have more of them that ride motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It is a great suit. And of course, he breathes fire. Yeah. <laughs> I have been watching so much 70s uh, tokusatsu at this point that if I see a monster of the week who doesn't breathe fire, it's weird. And somehow has a the power to blind people. I, I, I don't know what happened. I think there. that was the uh, I think that was something in his because, uh, well, we had the spy, the spikes that were getting thrown that blew up. Now we have the horn that gets thrown and explodes, although he only does it once. And yeah, it blinds Hongo. So you can say that Common Rider was getting the point this week. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Nice title drop. Mm -hmm. Nice title <laughs> drop. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that scene later because spoiler warning, it's in my awards. All right. 
And it, like I said before, we're told, not shown. However, I will say also the editing for the scene where Hongo gets thrown off the cliff is weird because it seems like he's at a completely different angle in one shot. And then when they switch to another one, he's actually hanging. Right. But before he was more sideways. But then he falls down. And then we get to quite possibly the funniest moment in both of these episodes. Yes. <laughs> where it just Hongo falls and it cuts to Rhino Gang just walking in triumphantly into the shocker base and he just gets punched in the face. <laughs> Smack in. right and in the face. He's like, what I do? And he's like, and Dr. Shinigami says, you let Hongo live. I'm like, no, he didn't. He's dead. No. When he fell down, he grabbed a tree. <laughs> now, to I'm be like, fair, I you couldn't show us this. I think Dr. Shinigami has a point when he says, when dealing with Hongo, with Takeshi Hongo, you need to make sure he's dead. It's like, yes, <laughs> yes, because so many times he gets away. but it was it was totally worth it for the greeted with a punch <laughs> it was it was that was my favorite moment from this from this episode it was just him just just so proudly just you could see the chest puffed up walking in i did it i succeeded i killed common pow right in the face <laughs> god help us if that ever happens to one of us you know we just walk into a room we're like ha Smack! Oh, oh what <laughs> I do? The, the fact that it was Doctor Shinigami who is not—he's not the most physic, like physically imposing villain in Common Rider, and he's—he's he's, you know portrayed kind of like a frail old man. In fact, we've talked about it before how in a few episodes he was in a wheelchair, so he was kind of like is he kind of feeble or is he able-bodied? We don't really know. And then he just punches this monster in the face. And it was just like, it was so great. It's something you would expect from ambassador hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, we have ambassador hell is weirdly absent and we have Dr. Shinigama doing things again. And, but the thing is, is he came, he was what he's supposed to be in South America, right? And he brings in a kaijin from the Africa branch, naturally, because Rhino. Right. I I'm, I think they said that Rhino Gang was actually from the Amazon, though. Did they say he was from the Africa branch, or are we just assuming because yes. of him being Rhino? Nope. Nope. They actually said Africa. Okay. I, for some reason, I guess because I, my brain, because they have been talking so much about the Amazon for like the last few weeks, I just automatically read it as Amazon. Yes. So, oh, uh, well, in that case, does that mean that Rhino Gang is actually Jeff Bezos? Uh, we've made that joke before. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have. <laughs> no, I said they needed that he hadn't uh, delivered my package or something like that. I don't right, know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Moving don't on. you just don't you just love it when Common Rider survives? just by pure chance <laughs> well luck is a stat that you can have when playing dungeons and dragons so why not yeah because a shocker goon adds something to the gasoline that they are going to use at the pit stop for hongo's motorcycle but just by accident complete accident one of the rider girls puts the gasoline in the bad guy or the guy who's brainwashed in his motorcycle instead of Hongo's. Whoops. <laughs> Apparently they didn't tell Katsumaru the plan. I just, just completely by chance. Like it wasn't intentional. It wasn't, you know, it was just completely by accident that Kamen Rider survives this, trap that the shocker has him although like, admittedly katsumaru survives too true you true. would have thought oh. that it would have just been this giant explosion as soon as he revved the motorcycle enough no he just falls over and it catches fire 
Yes. Yeah. Well, it, it does explode, but yeah, I love, I love that the explosion from the, the motorcycle also cures his brainwashing. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. It, it, it's, uh, it's the Michael Bay method of curing brainwashing. You blow something uh -huh. up right next to him. <laughs> yeah. Blow something up. <laughs> you, you should oh, try that more often now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just oh, this this patient is suffering from amnesia. Wheel him out to the to the the abandoned warehouse and just boom. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up. I remember everything. Ah, okay. <laughs> Bring more <Whoa>. fireworks. <laughs> I do love, and I, I will talk about it in my awards, but I do love all of the motorcycle stunts and motorcycle fights that we get in this episode. Because yes. like you said, this is a show that is kind of built around the fact that the main character is a motorcyclist. Common Rider always has a motorcycle and uh, well, you know, most of the time has a motorcycle. We'll, we'll talk about future series later, but uh, it, it, <laughs> But we don't see. Look at it, you, common rider drive. <laughs> but we don't see enough motorcycle fights in this series. And so I love whenever we do get just a lot of great motorcycle stunts and motorcycle fights. There was even there's even a really great scene. It's not part of my awards later on, but there's a stunt that they do where common rider leaps from his motorcycle onto the back of the shocker goons motorcycle. And there's, you know, a shot of the, of, of the actor actually standing on the back of the motorcycle as it's riding, as it's moving. Yep. So it's like, that's actually a really good stunt. It wasn't enough to make my awards, but it was close. Mm -hmm. I'd be curious to see what beat it because I put some serious thought into having that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just, well, we'll get to our awards in just in just a second. But we talked about Common Rider inventing new moves. And we get, well, we get one that, that, is, that is a returning one, which was Rider Punch. But then we also get Rider Drill Shot. Which I swear sounds like he says Rider Kill Shot. Well, it might as well have been because it did kill the, the kaiju. Yeah, because it was a finishing move. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're and a lot of new writer moves, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. After all mm -hmm. of that, Taki and Hongo were only five minutes behind the first place writer in the race. <laughs> That's how you know they're superheroes. If they can beat the bad guys and still only be five minutes behind. How? How? You spent 20 minutes fighting the bad guy. How are you only five minutes behind? <laughs> Superpowers plus TV time. And also, you make up five minutes racing? That's, that's pretty dang good, too. Like, five minutes is a big gap. Oh, yeah, it is. But hey, superpowers and TV time. It's all you need. <laughs> all you need. A couple more quick things I want to mention. I find it a little bit funny and ironic that Rhino Gang's weak spot is his horn. Yeah. Kind of odd. <laughs> kind of odd. Because you expect rhinos to gore things with their horns. It would be kind of weird if that was their weak spot. And Hongo's such a good guy. Hongo's such a good guy. He leaves to, uh, Tadashi, the younger brother, because again, the vastly younger sibling trope. He leaves him a nice little note saying, go to America and get your surgery. Learn to walk again. And I'm like, aw, thanks, Hongo. Yeah. Hongo's such a great, great guy. He just, you can't help but love him. Yeah. And I'm sure in your mind, that's why Taki can't, uh, can't not love him either. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i when i was watching the episodes i'm like there is a travis is shipping these guys joke here and i'm surprised you haven't made it but anyway we're moving on really 
What is it? Tell I me. saw the joke for you, and I'm not saying a word. We're moving on <laughs> to the awards. Okay. <laughs> All right. So these are fun little awards that we give out to standout elements of the episodes, or in some cases, movies that we are covering, starting with the Henshin Kick Award for the best stunt or fight scene. I went first last week, so what do you have? Well, like I said earlier, I really loved the motorcycle fight. Like the motorcycle fight was really great. But specifically, the thing that stuck out to me the most was the stunts they were doing when Hongo was racing and and he didn't know that his friend was brainwashed and his friend was sitting there just like cutting him off and like weaving back and forth trying to cause Hongo to wreck or or to, you know, fall off the, the track or, or get sidetracked off the track and i'm like just the amount of weaving back and forth and close calls and just like the amount of stunt work that they did with the motorcycles this week on on that episode was so good and i just was so uh, like i said before my favorite thing to give this award to is when you can tell that this was a dangerous stunt that the stunt people were doing and they deserve that recognition. So I wanted to give some recognition to those motorcycle stunts and especially that one, because that is a dangerous stunt. They could have wiped out. They could have crashed. They could have hurt each other really bad to make it look like Mm -hmm. a guy was trying to make him crash, but without actually crashing and hurting the actors. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's impressive. That is impressive. I miss old school stunt work like this. I really do. This is an art. <laughs> it really, really is. Mine, it, it almost went to the motorcycle stunts and things like that. I really wanted to give it to this, but I had to give it to Hongo fighting blind against Rhino Gang. And as himself, not as common Rider, I might add. The fight choreography in this is pretty impressive. We, You can tell that they worked hard to make that look convincing. I'm not entirely sold on rhino, big old rhino gang being ninja stealthy, but hey, you know, it worked for the scene. It created some great tension and it did lead to the weird cliffhanger. that we never actually got to see, but then it also led to Rhino gang walking into a room and getting punched. So can't argue with that. Yeah, definitely. I did really like that. And like, like you said, I think that Fujioka, the actor really sells it. Like you really feel like he is fighting blind. The thing that takes it away for me is we have seen in a previous episode the common rider can fight blind because of his super senses. So mm-hmm. why he was struggling. That was Hayato in... though. Was it Hayato? It was Hayato. Okay. So maybe Hongo can't do it. Hongo's not good. Not as good as Hayato at something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Really? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And next up, we have Takatoku for the best special effect. And we have the same one. Yes, we do. It's the spikes coming through the walls and through the floor and through the ceiling of the Tachibana Racing Club. That just was Mm -hmm. such a great scene. I mean, it's a simple effect, but it is very effective. Mm -hmm. But it was genuinely uh, scary, I think, because it's not only creating a sense of claustrophobia, but there's, there's the added fear of impaling. (laughs) Yeah. Impaling, exploding. And and then the lighting effects. Poisoning. Yeah. They, but they also brought back the, the deadly disco lighting. So you had the lighting that, Mm -hmm. that kind of went with it. It just was such a, a great scene. It almost reminded me of scenes from like a horror movie where like hands and stuff will be reaching through the the walls and stuff. That's what it kind of reminded Mm -hmm. me of because these spikes, they weren't like jabbing through super fast. They were kind of just poking through uh, slow Mm -hmm. enough to where they felt just kind of menacing more than Mm -hmm. deadly. Mm -hmm. And then Tachibana got to have a really cool moment where one of the spikes flies at him and he catches it in midair. Yeah. Yeah. 
Although I don't know why Hongo wouldn't let him throw it back and he just took the spike and threw it himself. I'm like, why can't you let Tachibana do it? Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you apparently know better than Tachibana, Hongo. All right. <laughs> All right. And now for coming at you for the best line. I'm going to confess. I had a hard time with this award. Nothing really jumped out at me this week. So I'm just going to go with yours. <laughs> oh, really? A couple of things jumped out to me this week. But the one thing, and I mentioned it earlier, how this this kind of leads into a problem I had with the episode was them not showing us things. Because uh, when, when Hongo shows up at the Tachibana Club and actually helps them avoid the spikes that are coming through the walls and stuff, Tachibana asks Hongo, you know, how did you know we were in danger? And he said, well, the needles attacked me in my apartment too. And it's like, okay, <laughs> that would have been cool to see also. <laughs> Yep, but we only have enough money and time for one. Okay. Yeah. You couldn't just have Hongo there with them? Right. And, that, and that, I guess that's what also consolidated. Kind of, yeah, that's what also got me. It's like you'd rather you'd rather have this moment of hinting at a scene that doesn't exist instead of consolidating it and just having Hongo there the whole time, yeah. which wouldn't have really Maybe changed in the next anything. room or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It just that it was a I had a problem with that, with the whole writing of having scenes that just weren't that didn't exist. And this kind of was part of that. Like, you know, the needles attacked me in my apartment, too. It's like that would have been nice to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, well, the theme of this week is tell, don't show. <laughs> Next up, we have WTH, What the Headship, one of our favorite awards. What's yours? Well, mine's a real simple one. It's one that, of course, we, it's a WTH because why the heck are we still doing this after 60-something episodes? And that is more brainwashing. Yay! Yay, we've talked about it. It's just like, really, we're doing it again. But now he's upgraded. He's like, I have three candles now. I'm three times more mesmerizing. Woo! Woo! <laughs> but to be fair, anytime we get to see Amamoto just doing creepy face at the camera, I just, I love it. Because he is. <laughs> creepy face. He's so good at it, though. He's so good at being just yeah, the has... absolute best villain. <laughs> he has great villain face. <laughs> he really does. He really does. Both here and as Doctor Who. Doctor <laughs> Who. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. I don't know where that came from. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So what was your award? I was really taken aback when we found out that that sonic spikes could explode. Yeah. Because they went so far out of their way to establish that the spikes can turn people into Halloween store skeletons. I'm like, okay, that's what we're dealing with this week. And then suddenly in the next one, it's like, ha-ha, stabbed in the back, literally. Fall down. I'm like, whoa, they blow up now? That's new. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> people blow up now when they get hit with them sure <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah that that's really scene. all i had because i was just caught off guard the first time they did it it is it, it is something that catches you off guard because like you said and, and like we said when we were talking about that episode they spend so much time bigging up the idea of this killer virus that then when you see him actually throw one and it explodes, it's like, whoa, I didn't expect that. And also, why weren't you doing that to begin with? <laughs> I guess flesh eating viruses are faster and cleaner and quieter. Aside from the screaming. Yeah, but I, I don't think that I don't think Shocker really cares about being quiet. I mean, they're they're pretty in your face with a lot of things. Yeah, they're the most in-your-face secret organization ever. And yet, no one knows who they are, like the little children. Right. Wow. And now we can move on to 
the next segment, which is Minute to Henshinit. This is the part of the show where we give our final thoughts in one minute or less. I don't remember who went first last week. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> well, then uh, I volunteer as tribute. Okay. All right. On my mark, get set, go. So, yeah. We're getting back into some old habits with these last couple of episodes. They're getting a little bit ridiculous, even by common Rider standards. But overall, they're still pretty fun. We mentioned that the first episode has a huge body count. But this, you know, just like we said when we had August Ragone on, this is the show really hitting its stride. The new, The increased budget is really showing. The more elaborate stunts, the better suits. I mean, I almost gave the award to the rhino gang suit because i was really impressed with that and you know so like i said we're at the high point of the series and i am looking forward to seeing how much more it can it can continue that although i'm just saying this right now more dr shinigami please stop bringing him on for two minutes and then he never shows up again just saying all right that was me you ready travis were you under a minute? That felt yes. like a, a little bit more than a minute. Nope, I got right at a minute. <laughs> okay. Don't doubt me. I'm just keeping you honest. <laughs> the most honest person you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yes. All right. The only reason it felt longer than a minute is because you do yours in 20. <laughs> 20, 20 seconds, seconds I mean. right, not 20 go. minutes. Uh, yes. Uh, these episodes, I, I had problems with them both, but overall I did have fun with them. I especially had more fun with the second episode that we covered because you got more of the motorcycle stuff that we don't really get a lot in this series, which I think is a shame since so much of the character of Kamen Rider is built around motorcycles. So getting to see more motorcycle stunts and more motorcycle themed characters was a lot of fun so that one really stood out to me but overall they were a lot of fun even if they had problems 35 seconds see that's why mine felt long <laughs> well yeah and with that we're gonna say thank you for listening to the henshin men a tokusatsu appreciation podcast you can find links to all of our social media in the description of this episode. You can listen to more of me on the Kaiju Weekly podcast and listen to more of Nathan on the Monster Island Film Vault and our sister podcast, The Power Trip, which is part of the common, common, hello, Kaiju Ramen <laughs> podcasting network. If you found some enjoyment from this podcast, consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podchaser. And until next time, what are we going to say, Nathan? Hongo has henshin to Ambassador Helen back. <laughs>